Welcome to the Wake the Giant broadcast. I'm your host, Alan Garrett. Today on the show, I have a special guest and friend, Danny Stain. He's coming out with a new book. It's called The Extreme Journey, a devotional roadmap for families on a mission to encounter God. I like that. You want to tell us a little bit about the title and maybe what that meant or what that what you're thinking through that? You know, everything I find in God is pretty extreme. <laughs> I want, <laughs> he wants extreme obedience, extreme allegiance. Uh, it, you know, you can go to the ends of the earth with God. He, he says, here's where I want you to go. Go. Just follow me. Yeah. That's good. So regardless, whether it feels mild and, and it should always experience the peace of God, but it can be that extreme radical part. And then the second part, actually, I, I, I did specifically because I want to see some things happening in families uh, where mm. God is really nurturing and healing families, um, mm. that families together need to experience a mission from God. They so, do. Yeah. Um, not, not everybody listening to the, the broadcast or the podcast may know who you are. So uh, I can just say you're the, uh, the founding papa of Mountain of Worship, uh, affectionately known as Mo. Right. Um, and you've been doing that for a while. You've been, uh, you've worn lots of hats over the years from a pastor to prophetic person to evangelist to whatever God has put in front of you pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to, I would say, peg you into an area. But why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Mountain of Worship and the vision behind that for some of my listeners who might not know about that. And I am actually associated with Mountain of Worship. Um, I, I claim them as my tribe. <laughs> so go ahead. And we're glad, we're glad you claim us as your tribe. Uh, we claim you as well. You know, I, I think for me, um, Mountain of Worship really came out of uh, frustration. Um, mm. That was a piece of it. But then the Lord gave me a vision of a mountain that would uh, grow, become volcanic, and explode across a region, across the nation, and around the world. I didn't really understand it. had no clue. He showed me that way back in the 80s. Um, but then a number of years ago, about, uh, what is it now, 16, 17 years ago, began bringing that to the forefront again in my mind. He said, you're about mm. to see this thing happen. And uh, we didn't know what it was. Uh, we'd been prophesied over by a number of people. Um, you know, Graham Cook basically said, you've asked God to do a prototype uh, church. God's going to let you. It means it's never been done before. Uh, we didn't know what that meant. I mean, where do you go if you don't know yeah. where you're not going? And, um, and so basically some things started occurring in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, we had a small group that mushroomed um uh overnight i mean literally from from about eight to twelve to uh, a thousand people coming to a conference on a weekend and everything just started happening and meetings where the holy spirit would come spirit of god would move he people would be healed Love it. delivered yeah so that was kind of how it got birthed and and since then i mean basically we have family all across uh, the world really in many, mm -hmm. many areas. So we collect, uh, a, a wide variety of types of people in mm -hmm. lots of interesting locations. I will say that 
We do. Yeah. And, you know, you know, the thing is, it, it's very interesting, Alan. Um, when people early on were like, I, I, I don't know how to peg Mo. <laughs> it's funny how many people call us Mao, but here, here's the first correction directly from me. It's Mo. You never Mao your lawn. You always mow it. <laughs> and, and so we're going to mow the earth with his glory, with his love, with his power, whatever. But that's, we're Good. in this whole thing. But when people would say, you know, it's hard to define you. I've been a part of this movement and here's mm-hmm. what you notice there. And I've been a part of this movement and this is what you notice here. But they were like, but, but I don't understand Mo. And one day actually he was a physician, a doctor who was a part of our team in South Carolina. And he said, I got it. I, I understand. I said, what do you mean? He says, I understand how this mm-hmm. works. He said, you're eclectic. Yes. He says the vision just keeps growing, that the vision is as large as the people in it. I said, well, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I've been saying. And, and that basically that the vision is growing, that we are constantly mm-hmm. watching this vision grow because we're not exclusive. You don't yeah. have to look like me, please. And um, you don't have to look like somebody else. You can be yourself. And uh, we want to embrace you, love you, and ask God to... Uh, do everything he wants to do in your life. It's, I would say it's more of a, of a, a relational model rather than a, a doctrine of you're in, you're out. You have to believe all this. That's exactly right. We have some central stuff that we do believe. I mean, we're not going to just, you know, uh, embrace uh, somebody who's way out there and doesn't believe in Jesus, but it's more, um, I remember the early days of the vineyard, my pastor Jack used to, uh, uh, make a distinction. He, he said there was a bounded set and a center set model. Yeah. So it's more, we're focused on uh, what's your doctrine. We believe in, we believe in Jesus. We believe in the Bible. We believe in what's doing what's in the book yep, and, and then the, and the basic tenets of Christianity. But other than that, um, come along the journey with us. Come on. Does that, does that make sense? That's exactly right. You're agreeing with me. Am I preaching? You, you are. Preaching. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, well, what, what made it, this, this book, I'm going to say the title again, and you actually, if you want to get a hold of uh, Danny, uh, it's www.themountain.org. That's one way you can get a hold of him. He's probably not that hard to find. You could probably put in Danny Stain, Mountain of Worship, in Google and find him. Uh, and uh, his book is on Amazon. It's called The Extreme Journey, A Devotional Roadmap for Families on a Mission to Encounter God. And I looked through it a little bit. Um, it's divided into three major sections, trusting God, walking with God, living with God. And it's got 164 days of, of devotional, but it's a little different from other uh, layouts I've seen in, in, in devotions. Kind of interesting. Uh, you want to talk about maybe what motivated you to bo- write the book and then maybe how it's, how it's broken up? Sure. Well, basically we, uh, you know, I, I, I began it with something that uh, I was just writing paraphrases of scripture pretty mm-hmm. much for my kids and for some of my spiritual kids. And uh, my dad uh, really kind of pushed the envelope with me and he just said, mm. I think you should do this. And he said, do you remember Ken Taylor who wrote the living Bible? And I said, yeah, he said, he, that's exactly what he did, Dan. He just, he, he knew that his kids needed uh, something um, that they could read and understand. And, uh, and he said, it's time. It's time for something new and fresh like that. So that was the reason. I know that I'm not a translator. I'm a paraphraser, mm. and I'm very aware of that. But 
but nevertheless, I wanted something that would draw them in to the word. And so I did. I actually started out with the name DSPR, if you can imagine that. Um, huh. Stain, paraphrase, remix. And I'm then, glad you changed it. I, I am <laughs> one day I was thinking, I was like, Lord, what is it? And he said, it's a map. I said, what do you mean? He said, it's modern awakening paraphrase. And I went, oh, that's cool. I like it. And so uh, that was really how the name came about and um, how, how we began doing it. So I basically would just re-paraphrase passages of scripture and then um, sometimes the Lord would give me pieces on that. You know, what, mm. what more is happening? Eventually, I started having so many of them. People were like, why don't you put them in a book? And I was like, well, we'll see. So I've been working on it for many years um, uh, so far, but not, not like the only thing I do. And, it, and I pretty much mm-hmm. have trusted the Lord to give it to me as I needed it. Um, and as that it need to be released. So it wasn't like I'm working on this book. It was like, mm-hmm. this, this is a process of my, my walk with the Lord and, and helping other people walk with the Lord as well. Some people may not understand what the difference between a paraphrase and a translation is. Sure. A paraphrase is, a translation is, is you go back to the original language and you look at the Greek and you try and put something together that is very close to the original Greek and saying what it, the original author intended to mean and, and sticking really closely to the, to the language. A paraphrase is uh, a little bit more free. Um, it, it, it can make it a little more culturally relevant. Um, and there's a little bit more in, interpretation in it. And uh, most, most actually most translations probably have a little paraphrasing in them, but um, uh, for, those listening, Danny didn't go back and to every instance, I'm sure he looked at the Greek and the Hebrew sometimes, but he didn't go uh, and word for word translate. This is exactly what this means. It's, it's more of a um, trying to bring life and, and relationship into what the scripture is saying. Is that, yeah, is that exactly. kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. And, and in fact, there are places where, because I do know um, the word um, and know even uh, places not in that particular passage, but things that the Lord has alluded to in other passages that I would bring that into that passage where people go, wow, that makes sense now. Mm. And so that was really the, 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 the process I went through in that. And there were some that I did study them out, you know, though mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting, the, the, the song, the blessing that is so huge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was going through that passage, um, I actually did a lot of research on that passage. And the interesting thing, it, it says that the Lord salutes you mm. and um, literally says that, that, mm. that this blessing is like the Lord saying, I salute you today. You know, mm. I bless you today. Um, mm. You're amazing. So very cool. So it's broken up into uh, 164 days, but each one of them has a scripture from the, the map uh, par- paraphrased version. Yes. Um, and so it's, uh, it struck me as something that uh, someone could, they could read it uh, just on a daily basis if they wanted to, or it's something they could put in their, in their restroom is a book that they just read, you know, maybe the Lord will speak to me, you know, right. or that kind of, or in a, co- a coffee table book, <laughs> or it has a lot of different uh, applications. Um, yeah. 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 And in fact, the first part, uh, we did the first part uh, very much as a, 
a devotional very mm-hmm. specifically where there's a verse and there's a follow-up of a devotion. Uh, the second, um, or maybe it was the third part, but, but later in the book, basically what we did is we said, let's not, um, uh, let's not add a devotion here. Let's let people mm. allow that to mature inside of them so that mm. they're bringing application uh, for themselves. Because sometimes we, in the church, we have dissected so much that nobody um, has an opportunity to really uh, go any further and say, well, I want to understand that for myself. I want to hear. Mm. And, and the goal of the book is that by the end of it, you're hearing God, you're responding mm-hmm. to God. Uh, you're, you're knowing what he's speaking to you, to your family. Mm-hmm. In looking through the book, there are two, I guess I would call it premises of the book. Yeah. Um, and one of them is that God speaks. Yeah. And there's another one that, that God wants relationship. Those are, I have two things that were very clear to me is that this is a devotional, which uh, it's designed for people to encounter God and to hear God. So God speaks and God is relational. Would you say that's true for a uh, foundational for this book? And, and that, that really much is a, is a premise of, of what I think is happening through the word. You know, that's why God began mm-hmm. with Genesis. That's why he began with man walking with God in the garden. Yeah. He wanted a relationship. That's why you have Moses who, uh, who goes up the mountain, and, and God actually wants all the people up the mountain. Mm. That's why you have David who has a relationship with God. Enoch, before that, uh, Enoch mm-hmm. has this incredible relationship with God where he walks with God uh, for 300 years. You, you have uh, people real people. And that, that to me was a part of, of un, unpacking this, you know, mm. in my, in my former book, that was the, um, that's what I, I really wanted to see happen was that God wants to unpack some things uh, where, where the, the people, the, the men, the women in the scriptures mm. actually walked with God. They actually had relationship. That's and good. that's what God wants for us today. He doesn't want us to go to church per se, uh, not like that. He, he wants us to have a relationship with mm-hmm. him that, that, in, that, and that is in fact, the church is a relationship with God walking together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many Christians today function like a Christian deist. Not sure if you know what the, I've heard the word deist is, but the deism is a philosophy. They be, deist, a deist would believe in God, but they would believe that he kind of created it like a ship. Right. And then he launched the ship and he's watching it from a distance, right. not really involved with it, just kind of letting it draft, drift out there on the water. And a lot of Christians will say that they have a personal relationship with Jesus, but they actually function like a Christian deist, like God is out there further away from me. He doesn't hear my prayers. God doesn't speak. And so I think that needs to change. And I think this book can change that in people's lives. So if you're listening to this and you, and you find yourself uh, thinking and feeling that God is distance, get this book because it will, it will challenge you to uh, think of God in a personal way that, that he actually might want to speak to you, that he might want to visit you, that he might want to have a relationship with you. And I think that is what this book is set out to do, to bring people's, uh, people on a journey, on a, on a radical journey. Because living with God, I mean, he's, he's had me move all over the place uh, sell things, give things, pray for people, talk to people, all kinds of things that I never would have done without him. It's, it is a, uh, it's an adventure. It's a radical journey. 
you said uh, your book calls it an extreme journey. There are definitely things that are extreme about uh, a life sold out for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. You yeah. Know, one of the coolest things uh, that, that only hit me yesterday, um, but the book's coming out on, uh, on Pentecost. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, Pentecost was, um, or is actually for us in the church, one of the most memorable things that happened because that's when the power came. And mm-hmm. that's actually on that day is when people heard um, a message from God in their own language. And in a very real mm-hmm. sense, that's what the Lord uh, spoke to me yesterday. He said, Danny, mm-hmm. he said, I'm going to, this book will be used as something that people can read in their own language. Mm-hmm. Go, that's, that's good. That's how I talk. That's how I hear. That's, that's mm-hmm. exactly how I am and, uh, and how, how God is towards us as he speaks to us. So I'm excited. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, uh, um, there was, I think you, one of the, the promos that I saw for this said, said, said something along the, lines, along the lines of what if God spoke to you in your own language or something like that? Was, yep. Wasn't there something it like ended, that? Yeah. Yeah. Ended that way. Yeah. So um, if you're a person that says, I just don't, scripture doesn't always speak to me because the language is an issue. This might be a, a door for you into understanding some of the concepts and going deeper in a relationship with God. So, so good. Yeah. So good. You know, one of the things about the word, because honestly with this whole thing, my desire is mm-hmm. it, it's really not about this book. My desire mm-hmm. is to see a generation fall in love with the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't worship the word of God, but the reality is, is that mm-hmm. the one we worship, speaks the language of the word of God mm-hmm. and we need to hear him speak to us. Absolutely. So the word of God is critical, but in that um, many times we're like, you know, I want to read the word, but mm-hmm. in this occasion, my, my hope is that through this, that in fact, we will let the word of God read us. We mm-hmm. will let, let the word of God speak to us in such a way that we realize, man, it's, it's got my number. It, it's got who mm-hmm. I am. This is who I am. And it has absolutely opened up um, mm-hmm. my relationship with God. Prior to Pentecost, the church was to some degree secluded by huh? persecution, by, um, by circumstance. And they were all in the upper room seeking the Lord because he told them to come, go and wait and it, it's, it strikes me that right now uh, it's the COVID crisis and there are, there are, are churches that are secluded. There are people that are secluded. And um, I think one of the things that God is doing, cause he's always doing something through circumstances. He's, he's never not doing anything. No. Um, and so I think that uh, during this time he's causing people to reflect and to think about their relationship with the Lord. And, and I think he's calling the church to dive into him in, in that time of seclusion. It's one of the things he's doing. We, we get a chance to deepen our relationship with, with Jesus, to seek him, to listen to him. And I believe uh, just from the things the Lord has spoken to me, that there's going to be outpourings, that we're headed into times of, of outpourings, times of refreshing. And so a good way to start that is through pursuing him relationship in relationship and, and in scripture, learning to hear his voice, just, just abandoning yourself to him 
And I think this will help do that. So good, Alan. Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. You got anything else you, you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for having me. This has been the Wake the Giant broadcast with your host, Alan Garrett and Danny Sting. The book is called The Extreme Journey. You can find it on Amazon.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and like and share on social media. 